All right, it's time to check the OR, the Ottawa Report, with Amanda Connolly, who is our political reporter for GlobalNews.ca. Amanda, welcome back to the show. Good to have you back on this Friday. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, let's start with the issue that Global News broke back in in February. Um, It has been a busy couple of days on the matter of sexual misconduct in the military. And I know that one woman at the heart of the allegations against General Vance testified late last night in the House of Commons uh, in front of the Status of Women Committee. What did we learn from her testimony? Yeah, you know, I think the the word bombshell gets thrown around a lot in Ottawa, but this is certainly one where it warrants the use of the term. This really was bombshell testimony from Major Kelly Brennan. We heard from her, of course, we, we had heard from her previously, as you mentioned, she is uh, one of the women at the heart of the allegations against General Jonathan Vance, the former chief of the defense staff. We heard from her on um, Thursday evening, though, however, and she was really outlining that she is... Um, she, uh, the, the Vance had told her in previous conversations that he was, quote, untouchable, that he, quote, owned the CFNIS, which is the military police, the acronym for uh, the military police. And as well, that there were con- she, she was um, not certain that she would get what she called justice as a result of this. She was asked very directly, do you believe the military police are taking this seriously, that you will get accountability in the investigation? She said, I do not think that I will get justice. But she said that for her, that's okay if it means that she is first through the door to be raising these concerns about the issues of sexual misconduct in the military. And of course, we have seen uh, numerous other women have followed um, her in coming forward over the last couple of months. Uh, again, there's there's a lot to unpack here, certainly, but it was it was extremely significant testimony that we're watching for going forward today as well. Okay. Now, the uh, the budget was announced on Monday, so busy start to the week in Ottawa. Um, what do you think is is worth um, talking about with regard to the budget and and the timeline? Is it the child care program? Yeah, going all the way back to Monday, it feels like a, it feels like a month ago. It's been a busy week in the, in, in terms of the news volume here. Um, really, what we saw from the budget here, I think, is um, obviously child care is really the hallmark piece in this budget. This is a a very um, and I think it's fair to say ambitious plan that the federal government has laid out here, it will require a lot of work and cooperation with the provinces. We know that they are, what they've laid out here is a plan to effectively have an average cost of childcare for $10 a day in five years. With uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau saying as well that within two years, he wants to have the cost of childcare halved across the country for families. Certainly um, they're, they're, they're putting a lot of money forward for this. We're looking at about $30, $30 billion over the course uh, of a number of years here. Uh, and it's it's a big spending budget. It it does um, add a significant amount of new spending programs. And we, we heard from Finance Minister Christian Freeland that this is again, this is their recovery plan. We were talking in the in the fall about this plan for you know 70 to 100 billion dollars in recovery spending. This is it. They outlined 101 billion dollars in new spending over three years as what the government is building as a bridge to get Canadians from this kind of immediate. Um, support programs that have been put in place over the past year to more medium-term uh, supports to really get the economy reopening. And one thing that one thing that did I think stand out is the timeline that they are looking at here. We did see mentions to the possibility that the government thinks the economy could reopen beginning in June or July. That is certainly um, the first kind of breadcrumb that we've heard officially from the government. There, they have been reluctant to put clear timelines on kind of what they're eyeing here as a possible best case scenario. Of course, a lot of that's still up in the air with these new variants coming into the country, however. 
Yeah, and the you mentioned there were new new relief uh, packages, or at least uh, to encourage to kickstart the economy, like that new subsidy for businesses to hire back or hire new workers. When is there a start date for those, or is that just in the future, moving forward, we we will uh, introduce this? Yeah, and that speaks really directly to that timeline as well here aspect there. The Canada Recovery Hiring Benefit uh, that they have proposed would kick in in um, in, in July and run through to November. Mm. So it kind of gives you a little bit of a vision here for kind of potentially when they are seeing this push to rehire workers and bring back people who were laid off as part of that potential broader economic reopening. So certainly fits with the timeline that we've been hearing so far for every Canadian who wants to be vaccinated will be able to get their full dose by September, and then looking ahead to that um, that question of how do we really bring back these people who have been, of course, there have been so many who've been laid off, who've been let go from their work uh, during this this extremely difficult year. Okay, well, there's a still a, a long way to go. We are deeply into this third wave, and our medical system is just uh, stressed to the point uh, that they are, you know, shifting people from hospital to hospital on a daily basis. So still a lot of work before we even think about recovery. But uh, Ontario uh, has been asking for the feds to shut down Pearson International Airport uh, for some time. Patrick Brown is calling for the shutdown of all flights coming in to Pearson, uh, which is in his uh, region, uh, unless they are um, flights that are carrying cargo and this is uh, something that the, the government moved on yesterday. They announced last night they're banning flights from India and Pakistan starting today for 30 days. And what exactly are they hoping will be accomplished by this? Yeah, this, this is certainly something that we've been watching for. We did see in the House of Commons on Thursday that MPs unanimously called on the government to do this. What we heard last night from the government is that they're they're hoping that this 30-day ban, and it could potentially be extended, so we're going to have to watch the timeline there will give officials the chance to better understand the variant that has been identified in India. This is, again, a variant that's causing um, a lot of questions to be raised. It's being called a double mutant, um, highly infectious. And there we're, we are, of course, seeing um, in just horrifying images and stories coming out of India about the extent to which this is um, spreading throughout the country right now and, and the challenges there and keeping up with it. And so the concern here really is that um, Health Minister Patty Haidu was saying they are starting to see, even though it's, even though, the number of incoming cases as a result of travel, I want to be really clear here, are a very small minority of cases coming into Canada, that officials are seeing an increase in the number of cases coming in from travelers from these specific countries, from India and Pakistan. And that's what really led them, they're saying, to to put this new measure into effect last night. All right. And I hear, um, despite the calls, nothing. there's been no movement on um, stopping all flights unless they're carrying cargo into Pearson, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, that that this remains a big question that the government has faced um, a, a, over a number of months now. Uh, the 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 question here, I think, really being that um, there is not necessarily clear evidence um, that we've heard so far that shutting down the the airport writ large, shutting down all passenger flights from every country, for example, is any kind of a guarantee that it will stop cases coming in. We know that a a large, significant number of the cases that are coming in here are coming across from the United States right now. Of course, we have mm-hmm. a number of um, essential workers who are who are not subject to quarantine who come across just doing the jobs that keep the rest of us functioning every day. And so you're really looking, in, again, at the complexity of this pandemic and the complexity of the way that we know this virus spreads right now. There are a lot of measures that 
again, people are, are calling for, and we've seen in some other places, but there, there is not necessarily the evidence that doing that would do, would accomplish what people want it to. And that's part of the, the, the big discussion right now. Well, Amanda, thanks so much for getting us up to speed with the OR, the Ottawa Report. We look forward to talking to you this time again next week. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. That's Amanda Connolly. She's our political reporter for globalnews.ca.